0: Beautiful, beautiful peoples. We're back again. Isn't that awesome? Yes, we're back in no disclosure. Thanks for listening to another episode. Made the intro just a little bit more fanciful this morning. Today, yeah, this morning. It is morning. Yeah, made the intro just a little bit more fanciful. Um, Yeah, I originally had the, the... The intro music's been the same since episode one. Boost some volume. It's been the same since episode one. And I just kind of used it as a placeholder, you know, never really gave it much thought. But thank you to Matt Van Dyne for always uh, thinking... Always thinking bigger and better and outside the box and thinking about improvements and stuff. It's amazing what just a fade-out can accomplish. Originally, his idea—oh God, I feel like shit. Uh, his idea originally was to take the drum intro from Reckless, if you if you know about Salvage, you know, like, you know, it does this little drum thing at the beginning, and then do no disclosure on top of that. Um, I did kind of a best of both worlds thing. I like his idea. The drum thing didn't sound all that great with it, but his idea of the fade out and then the starting to talking over that—I um, I thought it was uh, it was really fancy. It made me happy in my bathing suit area, and um, uh, Matt's ideas often do that, so I'm going to go ahead and use it. <laughs> I'm glad Matt doesn't listen to this show all the time. Um, <laughs> he would be like, hey, man, I think we're going to need, um, I-, I think you might have to use a different song, man. <laughs> No, he's never done that. Um, I've stepped over the line a time or two before. So welcome to no disclosure. And he's been cool. He's just, you know, uh, I make fun of him a lot, but he's he's a great human being. So hey, everybody, welcome to no disclosure. Yes. it's been a week already. I was going to do it yesterday, but um, I have something I want you to research. It's called partial rectal prolapse. Go ahead and do a little, um, do a little learnage on that. I'm not feeling very well <laughs> today. <laughs> no, I didn't suffer anything that bad. Um, I have problems. Okay, let's keep going. <laughs> I'm, Cassie's looking at me like, hmm. This might be a little. <laughs> <laughs> let's not go into detail about some shit. Hmm. <laughs> I got to keep some of my privates private. But, uh <laughs> uh, okay, there's some things we should do. Okay, keep going. Keep going. Uh, uh, We're in quarantine now. Everybody is in, you know, an enclosed area with each other. I can't Bogart the bedroom all the time. And on top of that, you know, Cassie, ever since I grew the beard out, I don't know what's been going on. It's been like, you ever play Far Cry? And whenever you're just walking from A to B, just doing your own thing, you get pounced on by like a tiger or... Uh, honey badger or something beards ladies i really I, i'm all about science i'm all about science you starting to not think your man is a little uh, kind of you know getting a little bored with him maybe uh, have him grow a beard and not one of those weird like michael jackson pokey ones i'm talking like beard you know what the hell was I going to talk about? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this might be a little bit of a noisier episode of No Disclosure because um, I had to do this one in the living room today. Had to because, um, I, I, number one, I don't want to get hurt by Cassie. Um, number two, you guys won't even be able to tell the difference soon anyway because I have a new microphone coming in. Ah, <laughs> yes. Based on my recording environment, I really should not be recording No Disclosure with a condenser microphone. Um, A condenser microphone, I could hear my neighbors argue about the meatloaf all the way from upstairs. I mean, these things are freaking sensitive. They're made to record when you are in a completely controlled environment, acoustically treated. The only reason No Disclosure sounds as good as it does is because over the years in music production, I've learned how to kind of get around how sensitive a, a condenser microphone is. But I got a brand new dynamic microphone coming in. Dynamic microphones are awesome because they only capture what's fucking right in front of it. Um, I can't wait to get this thing in. It's called the Rode PodMic. If you have a podcast or anything like that, check this thing out, man. The Rode PodMic is incredible. It's blowing people's minds right now. Uh, I just hope it captures the belches real nice and good. Let's get some proximity effect going. Let's see what's in the news today. Let's do what no disclosure usually does. Be awesome. Um, I didn't even have a news thing pulled up. Fox Newsage, I almost, <laughs> I almost accidentally typed foxnewsage dot com, foxnews dot and while we're waiting for that to load, I don't know. I was gonna say stuff, but it's gone. Okay, here we go. <laughs> uh, Trump totally disagrees with Fauci on school reopenings. Hmm. Let's not get uh, the... uh, I could not possibly give less of a shit about politics at this point. But school openings. Uh, Should I dive into this or no? (laughs) No. And I'll tell you why. There's too much bullshit going on right now. Every time I go on Facebook, I love you all dearly. But every time I go on Facebook, I see some armchair analyst who has you know, almost zero facts at all has, and not involved with anything. Only facts he knows is what he's getting from he or she is getting from, you know, the what they choose to get their fucking facts from. Um, I really can't have an opinion on this kind of stuff. That's not my job. I do have my opinions, yes. And I have no problem voicing what they are. On here, no. um, Because I give so little of a shit. It's just not my job. My job is to... You know, let's just have fun. Let's just be goofy for a while. Let's forget all of our bullshit and not have to listen to some, you know, Alex Jones wannabe. I'm serious. We, we need we need to have fun. That's what I'm providing the fun. The let's forget about shit for a week. You know, I don't. I'm not going to jump into the whole coronavirus thing. I have my opinions, but um, uh, you're not going to hear it. <laughs> I, I, I'm listened to all over the world now, um, and I'm not playing it safe. I'm not. I'm just doing my fucking job. My fucking job is to be a complete goofball, to be me, and look at stupid-ass news articles and help people forget their shit for an hour. That's my job. Um, If you want to hear opinions about the coronavirus being spouted off by somebody who's not really educated on it, go talk to anybody on your friends list. (laughs) FBI joins Hunt for Colorado mom missing since Mother's Day bike ride. In search for Suzanne... Ooh, what's going on here? i got to check out the one under this, too, because I saw a picture of Darius Rucker, our old friend Hootie. Uh, (laughs) The FBI has joined the hunt for a Colorado woman, failed to return from a bike ride on Mother's Day. Suzanne Morphew, a 49-year-old married mother of two, was reported missing by a neighbor Sunday after... I lost it. Failing to return from her ride near her neighborhood in the area of Chaffee County, more than 100 miles west of Colorado Springs. Since she disappeared, more than 100 search personnel from Chaffee County Search and Rescue, as well as other organizations, have scoured the area, while drones, tracking, and seen dogs have also been utilized. Hmm. Well. The FBI is now in on it. He declined to say whether her husband was cooperating with authorities, whether it was a foul play, blah, blah, blah. So, hmm, Heart goes out to Suzanne and her family. I hope they find her alive and well. And not, you know, uh, yeah, that sucks. Uh, Missing people, that always sucks. Where did she? Okay, so that was Colorado. All right, I was wondering if she was, you know, missing in some, you know, had gone missing in some, uh, what was it, National Park. You guys got to look this up sometime it's weird so many people go missing in national parks it's insane i mean it's like epidemic level shit do this research man it is weird the amount of people that go missing in national parks is is almost freaky um i saw a picture of hootie darius rucker we got to click on this uh the guy who went from making shitty pop music to making shitty country music uh so let's see Hootie and the Blowfishes, D- he'll never get over that, will he? Does he still get, like, ass hurt every time someone calls him Hootie? Hootie and the Blowfishes, Darius Rucker, to sing National Anthem for NASCAR Darlington Race. Oh, how, uh, how fitting. South Carolina music star Darius Rucker will be singing the National Anthem before NASCAR's The Real Heroes 400 at Darlington Raceway. Blitter, blitter, blitter. After a two-month hiatus due to the coronavirus pandemic, hmm. Hootie and the Blowfish singer was born and still lives in Charleston and attended the University of. Si. I don't give shit. So uh, Hootie is going to be singing the national anthem at the Redneck Convention. I mean uh, NASCAR race. That's going to be that's good. Uh, uh, good for them, I guess. That's cool. People who are fans of really lame fucking country music. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, say, can you want be real? Yeah, that's uh, yeah, good. Yeah, I'm just gonna leave that to them. Over two point nine eight million, yeah, that's million. Over two point nine eight million Americans filed for unemployment benefits last week, as the coronavirus job losses mount. I, this household here cannot relate to that at, at all. I know that there's issues people having with the unemployment and stuff like that. It's been, uh, Cassie, you could ask her, how smooth has it been going? See? (laughs) I mean, I don't know what problems all these people are having. Uh, We just can't relate to that here at all. (laughs) It's going smoothly. The government really had this shit squared away. (laughs) I can't use my tax return on cool stuff. (laughs) at least I got to buy a Kindle. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yours truly finally bought an Amazon Kindle. I'm now one of those circle-jerking hipsters that sit in the library with their man buns and shit reading their Kindles. Or, yeah, yeah, I'm one of those now. I'm not, don't worry. (laughs) I don't have enough, uh, my hair's a little too thin to do the man bun. And, um, you know, as far as, uh, uh, you know, the other thing, I only do that on Wednesdays, so... And sometimes I do it while we're doing no disclosure, so that, you know, that... (laughs) (laughs) How many phone calls are we going to get this week? (laughs) But uh, seriously, yeah, I I, I bought a kid. At least I was able to do that. Um, And then the the rest of my money, Cassie uh, stole from me, made me put it in the savings account, and said, if you say another word about any of your damn money, I'm going to kill you in your sleep. Um. Yeah, it's pretty scary, actually. She she won't she won't even let me leave the house now because she knows I'm gonna try to go to the bank and buy a new mixer. <laughs> FBI sees no. I don't want to read that. Newt the Grinch. Uh, is it Meet the Press or Lie to Americans? It's all Lie to Americans, folks. Um, it's yeah, South Carolina man. <laughs> I just read about this. South Carolina man arrested for a bomb threat made to NASCAR's Darlington Raceway? (laughs) Uh, No, I mean, okay. uh, Who's who's singing the national anthem, kids? Huh? Darius Hootie. So this guy is arrested for a bomb threat. (laughs) He's like, hell no, Hootie ain't singing national anthem at my NASCAR race. (laughs) He hates Hootie and the Blowfish just as much as I do. Damn it! Someone beat me to the bomb threat. <laughs> <laughs> Deputy is fired over <laughs> Uh Okay. Oh, damn! It's doing that weird BPM thing again. Um, beep There we go. <laughs> like I said in the last episode, I don't know who does the QA over at Apple Podcasts, but. Uh, Hey, this one's recorded really well. Um, It's made by an actual audio engineer, you know? So just kind of glaze over this one. You don't have to listen to the whole episode. Um, I'm really glad I'm on your platform, by the way. Deputy fired over Parkland school shooting to be reinstated with... Whoa, 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 wait. Deputy fired over Parkland school shooting to be reinstated with back pay. Oh, we got to read about this. This sounds chunky. This one's a little chunky. A Florida sheriff sergeant who lost his job after it was discovered he hit behind his car when a shooter at a high school in Parkland opened fire will reportedly get his job back with back pay. Uh. So uh it's another uh, this is this is countless at this point, right? Isn't it sad that when we see an article like this, we hardly react anymore? Well, it's just it's it's become we're so not surprised at this point that cops get a slap on the wrist when they're either being complete murderous, bloodthirsty tyrants or, you know, huge ass cowards like this guy Uh, uh, hides behind his car (laughs) during a school shooting. Uh, What uh, this that that's really bizarre. I mean, he put on the badge. He knows what he's getting into. Right. I mean, what do they send out? This is weird. It was the first supervisor to respond—the to supervisor, no less—to respond to the 2018 shooting that took the lives of 17 students. So, if this jackass wasn't hiding behind his car, he probably could have saved a few people. But America, being what it is, and uh, for some reason, the police departments in this country having zero accountability, he gets his job back with back pay. So, uh, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, (laughs) Awesome. (coughs) Residents of the Parkland area of Florida, I'm going to give you a little PSA because a lot of people in Florida listen to No Disclosure. I want you to be extra diligent out there, okay? Whenever a crime breaks out, you need to flee the area a lot quicker than normal because uh, your donut jockey that just got his job back He'll probably be hiding in his trunk. <laughs> Get Give him his job back. Really? That's awesome. No one's going to say shit either. No one's going to do shit. No one's going to protest. NYPD union lashes out at health commissioner who said, I don't give two rats asses about your cops after mask plea. <laughs> New York. I'm not even going to read that. Um, New York is... what it uh, it it, sh- it should have just said new yorkers are being new yorkers today <laughs> i love new york man i was there uh pre 911 and post 911 completely different place completely different uh pre 911 it was like a the city was an overfed new jersey and i'm not being nice <laughs> post 911 it, it's weird uh it, it's it's a completely different city now i mean everybody is uh Still rushy and seemingly rude because they everybody in New York, you know, it's like they have a a fucking luncheon that they have that they're five minutes late for. I mean, everybody acts like that, but it's just it's I don't know. It's weird. It's a lot nicer now. I think after witnessing a tragedy like that, I don't know. It just um, it really changed the place. New Jersey. Oh, God. You guys need to mop that place (laughs) or something. I don't know what's going on with New Jersey. Been there quite a few times. Uh, <laughs> I used to be an over-the-road truck driver, not for very long, mind you. But my trainer told me a funny joke one time. He said, "Hey, do you know why people in New Jersey are such assholes?" I said, "Why?" He said, "Because the because the light at the end of their tunnel is New York." <laughs> New Jersey, I, uh, 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 I it's not it, uh, it's not clean. <laughs> it's it's. I feel like I need a tetanus shot just from walking down the street. There's something wrong with New Jersey, man. It's like there's a, I don't know, reality's sewer system. The the Earth's actual, like, bowels, you know, have some kind of leakage, like right under New Jersey. It's just it's a weird place. Typhoon Vong Fong <laughs> rapidly intensifies as it slams into the Philippines. There's a typhoon coming? Hitting the Philippines. Wow. Well, that's a bummer. Intruder enters a Kansas home, stands over a sleeping teenage girl. (laughs) That's creepy. You can see him on the video, man. He's just standing there. Well, that's weird. He didn't do anything. Okay, I got to see this. Dude breaks into a house in Kansas, stands over a sleeping teenage girl. That's weird. Bone-chilling footage was recorded last Friday of an intruder quietly standing over a teenage girl asleep in her Kansas home. Ania Robinson, 15, was asleep in Biz as home surveillance camera captured a hooded suspect who's currently at large, silently entering the home and lurking over her around 2.30 a.m. He's just standing there. (laughs) When she woke up, the teenage girl felt like it was something out of a bad dream or a horror movie. (laughs) It scared me because of the fact that somebody was sitting over watching me that I didn't know. He stayed there oh, from 2 a.m. until she woke up? He just stood there that whole time? <laughs> ah, that's weird! Oh, my God. that's bizarre. He didn't take anything, and I think that's even scarier. No shit, because what did you want? I don't know what you want. Are you going to come back? The family hopes the video is enough for police or people to blah 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 now, let me look at, okay, the, uh, the sign of true intelligence, ladies and gentlemen, the way that things are going right now. This, this is something that I teach my, my kids. You always question what you hear, everything, no matter what. I'm not saying be one of those wacko conspiracy theorists when whenever you hear something, you know, you got to believe the kookiest thing out there. But um, really, eh, learn how to be objective at least, Um, Not dismissive. Just learn how to question everything that you hear. Um, The angle on this video is really weird. It looks way too on purpose. (laughs) It does. You guys got to see this video footage. Why the hell someone would put a security camera? It looks like she's sleeping. It looks like she's sleeping in a living room, but the angle's really weird. It's like the camera is directly facing her either they've had issues with somebody in the past and this is kind of a thing maybe in the neighborhood or whatever or this is bullshit uh nobody puts a surveillance camera there like that um i think someone should be talking to daddy <laughs> someone needs to be going into his secret room down there in the den and why he has to you know why he's bought seven monitors in the past 6 months we need to figure that shit out What's that little hole in the ceiling in the bathroom? Hmm. That's that, that's a weird angle. You guys got to see that footage. Um. Uh. Below deck, star Captain Sandy. Oh, Captain Sandy. Hmm. On whether people should board yachts cruises after coronavirus. Um, I have my opinions on that. Whether or not people should board yachts cruises, whatever. But if uh, Captain Sandy's on that thing, I'm I'm I'll be a stowaway. I don't give a shit. Captain Sandy. Oh, my favorite little kid that looks like an old lady, Greta Thunberg on the coronavirus panel. Yeah, did you guys hear about this? CNN put uh, Greta Thunberg. I'm not even sure I'm saying that right. That's how little of a shit I give. I didn't even research how to pronounce her name properly. They put her on the coronavirus panel. CNN did. Okay. (laughs) Why? (laughs) I got to see this. This is awesome. Greta is a, a very interesting human. When I first saw the, the video of her doing her thing, uh, I I thought it was an old lady. <laughs> I did. I thought it was like this really pissed off old lady. And it turns out, how old is she? Like 17? It, it's, <laughs> and like, the, I, I don't know, just the mannerisms, the way she talks or whatever. Uh, this This young woman here, Greta Thunberg, Really makes me think that reincarnation has some validity to it. And if reincarnation is a thing, it apparently doesn't work very well. Is it just me, or does she look like an old lady? <laughs> she does. An upcoming CNN town hall on the coronavirus pandemic will feature 17 year old Greta Thunberg. Let's just call her Greta Van Fleet. It sounds cooler. Alongside a panel of medical experts. The program, Coronavirus Facts and Fears. Blah, blah, blah. However, social media watchdogs are foaming at the mouth over the choice to place uh, Greta Van Fleet on a panel with public health experts. Yeah, no shit. Um, Greta Van Fleet believes that she had the coronavirus self-isolated after showing symptoms. I-, I can understand that. What place does Greta Van Fleet have in this town hall? Asks pretty much everybody on Twitter. <laughs> Her name is a top-trending term on Twitter with some 30,000 mentions on the platform in just a few hours. Oh wow, this picture of a Great Event Fleet here is kind of interesting. She has her hair colored, huh? So she does like teenagey stuff. I've never seen her like smile or uh, the, you know, like wear anything with like a band or character or whatever on it. She, she, she just, she's, she's, she's an interesting human. Um, no picking on the kid, picking on a news network, picking on blah blah blah. I remember when my thread about E. coli and romaine lettuce went viral and trended on Twitter, only to have CNN put Food Babe on the air to discuss the issue. Well, no shit. I mean, you got to see it from you got to see it from the media's perspective. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's okay to do, but um, putting somebody on there like that. You know it's on purpose, right? You do realize that. A lot of things that happen like this goes back to that old saying, there is no such thing as bad publicity. I don't necessarily agree with that statement. I think you can go too far. But um, <clears throat> they put Greta Van Fleet on the panel for a reason. They know she knows absolutely nothing about the fucking coronavirus. She's sitting up there with a bunch of medical experts and someone's actually going to be dumb enough to ask her for her opinion. Um and did that for a reason. I mean, she's number one on Twitter right now. She's a very famous young person, old lady face, and you—you know—you're just you're blowing the story up. That's what they're doing. They're that it's on purpose, guys. They know that Greater Van Fleet, you know, does not belong on that panel whatsoever. But it's going to get views. It's going to get mentions. People are going to talk about it. People are going to tune in on in you on know just out of sheer morbid curiosity. It's smart business. I'm not saying it's right, but it's smart business. David Crosby. On whether ex-bandmates will reach out after son's death. I doubt it, but you never know. What happened? What happened to David Crosby? Huh. Uh, What's going on here? Rock legend David Crosby sounded mostly pessimistic late Wednesday when a fan on Twitter asked if his ex-bandmates would reach out to him following the death Of his son. Oh man, his son died. Ugh, that's crazy. Yeah, Melissa Etheridge's son uh, passed away too. Um, wow. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. (laughs) I'm getting turned around here. Etheridge and her ex-partner, filmmaker, disclosed in the past that, oh, holy sh. Oh, wow. Crosby is the donor. I was saying this yesterday, that Melissa Etheridge, and I, you know, I was telling Cassie, I was like, well, that's a bummer that Melissa Etheridge's son passed away. That sucks. Um, isn't she, you know, she's gay, right? And Cassie, you know, points out that artificial insemination is a thing, as if I didn't know that. And, uh, yeah, I thought that two separate incidents had uh, occurred, but um, Crosby is, like, the the donor. Oh, wow. He's 78 now. So has anybody, let's see, from Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Oh, okay, now I see what's going on. Okay. So people are wondering if the rest of Crosby, Stills, Nash, Young are going to reach out and offer their condolences. Um, That'd be the nice thing to do. That'd be the right thing to do, right? That'd be the cool thing to do, no matter how. You can't put these guys in a room. That's <laughs> like Simon and Garfungle, right? It's like ween. <laughs> Uh, who else? <laughs> who was I bitching about yesterday, Cassie? That can't sit in a room with each other oh, and make a record. Oh, the Talking Heads. You have to tie David to a chair. I, I say, <laughs> but you know, uh, little kid died, man. So you gotta send a fucking card or something. <laughs> I just I, a lot of these bands made such amazing art with each other, and you think that, like, look, look at the Talking Heads, man. Um, they're a very acquired taste, very acquired taste, but, uh, y- you just can't, uh, them coming out with another record is like, it, it's, it's impossible. It's, it's not going to happen. I once said that about, uh, Van Halen and look, look what happened there. Hell froze over for sure. But I just wish that some of these groups, you know, can <laughs> get along with each other long enough to, uh, to make a record, you know, just to keep the art. In the back of their minds is to realize what they're creating. It's a, they don't have to be friends. I and mean, Like Steve Perry said. Steve Perry said in the episode of Journeys Behind the Music that he was seen as somewhat of a defiant one because in the early days the band really had this family kind of atmosphere where family were family. And Steve Perry really didn't see it that way. Um, he was always seen as kind of a dick and a tyrant because he did not see his bandmates as family. He saw them as co-workers and um i see both sides of it i really do unless you kind of naturally become family like the guys in my band salvage me and matt you know we're we we were kind of family with each other before the band was really taken seriously but um like my other band the Dreamcatchers, um i don't call these i don't call victoria every day i don't hardly ever hear from her unless we're working um, I think, I can see both ways. It's good to treat your band members as co-workers if you haven't naturally kind of evolved into that family atmosphere. That sucks, though. I did not know that David Crosby was the actual biological father of Melissa Etheridge's kid. I thought it was like a separate incident. Um, uh, Melissa Etheridge, 21-year-old son's death. What happened? Does it say anything? Wow, Melissa Etheridge has aged well. Um, that sucks, dude. He was 21. Have they released um, my son Beckett, who was just 21, struggled to overcome addictions and finally succumbed to it today? Oh. Was it like a? Uh, that sucks. Like an OD thing? Man, that's a bummer. 21 years old. 21 years old. The whole life ahead of him. Don't do drugs, kids. Don't do it. I firmly believe. Firmly believe. And I don't have any, <clears throat> you know, I don't have a medical degree. (laughs) I can't back this up. I haven't talked to a doctor about it yet. But I did some stupid shit when I was younger. Stupid shit. And body-wise, I am paying for it today. I'm amazed I'm even still alive at this point. Um, After yesterday's adventure, being in so much pain, um, uh, and this is happening more and more often, intestinal issues, stuff like that, and uh, former prescription pill abuse and injectables and stuff like that. Um, I have ruined my body. <laughs> ruined it. Stay away from drugs, kids. It's not cool. It doesn't take the edge off. It's really hard to quit, but it's possible. People have done it. I've been clean and sober for 10 years, man. AA is not just for alcoholics. You know, go to things like this. Uh, Armando Gallabhera, Hopes MLB will rectify infamous blown call that cost him the perfect game. Yeah, whatever. Dodge, I was, blah, blah, blah. Arizona Bee Swarm kills three dogs. Damn. That, <laughs> that's like the worst way to die ever, isn't it? To go out like that kid from My Girl. That sucks. Poor doggies. Uh, judge Janine Pirro, right? Says Flynn, case judge should be embarrassed. I don't give a shit. Let's read something that we can poke fun at. <laughs> All right, let's go to the weird news pages. And as that's loading, I'm going to tell you guys about my brand new obsession. (laughs) I got to tell you about this. Okay, Hufflepuffleton Post. Um, I don't know how this crept up. I think it was because of the research I was doing for The Guardian of Dawn, my novel, that's coming out soon. Um, My newest novel is, just to give you really quick... Uh, my newest novel is about <clears throat> a guy that starts a cult in a prison. And I thought that was a really cool kind of thing to explore and what would happen there. You know, a guy who starts, like, a cult in a prison. a oh, cool idea. And um, I guess it was all the research on cults and uh, super religious, uh, you know, figures and stuff like that um, that kind of started this weird obsession that I have. Um, I've been watching, like, really weird, like... <laughs> The weirdest uh, televangelist, uh, you know, the weirdest televangelist footage I can find. You know, the the Kenneth Copeland stuff and all the weird crap from the 80s. I don't know what it is, man. It's like watching a trade wreck. (laughs) It really is. Man, I tell you, after watching a lot of this stuff, hell is going to be full of televangelists. (laughs) Kenneth, Kenneth, Kenneth Copeland leading the party. It's 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 uh, uh it's like watching pro wrestling. It really is. Look up a kooky televangelist sometime, one of the really wacky ones, and tell me you're not watching pro wrestling. <laughs> you can't peel yourself away from it. It's so weird. It's so weird. <laughs> I love it. It's become a new obsession. Yeah, I still watch Doctor Phil, <laughs> but lately that's taken a bit of a backseat. Corona fans cheer on the Korean baseball team. He will make it. Athletic Bobcat attempts an Olympic-worthy leap over water. Even the weird news is w- weird. What? Cassie's laughing at me. Charge jetty is here. Um. Let's see. Can Kansan? That's how you say it, right? Kansan, who wanted a sword fight, ex-wife deemed not crazy. Oh, we need to revisit. It. Okay. we you got a lot of? I don't know what episode this was on, but do you remember me reading the article about the guy? Who uh, wanted to solve his court issue with his ex-wife um, with, with with a literal sword fight? you remember that one? I for, I forget I forget what episode it was in. But you know you know the guy that wanted to solve his uh, marital dispute in court like with a fucking sword fight. That cuckoo bird. <laughs> We're getting some follow up today here, peeps. So this is why I'm glad I've been doing no disclosure for so long because there's going to be articles coming out. You know that'll give us a bit of closure on this tragedy. Let me have some coffee real quick. Mm. Nami. So, follow up from story episode whatever. A court ordered psychological evaluation determined David Ostrom is brrr, not the father. Oh, no, I'm sorry, not insane. He has been ruled not insane, but merely angry over their child custody arrangement. Have you ever been angry enough to uh, forego even the slightest chance of you winning any kind of legal proceeding? If you were in the runnings at all to succeed in whatever legal things you were, have you ever been so pissed that you threatened to decapitate somebody (laughs) while you were in court? I think that goes beyond anger. It's a little, it's a little cornflakes to me. Uh, not all of this guy's dogs are barking. Not all of his bread is toasted. Um, that that's just my opinion. Asked in a January third court filing to be allowed to fight his former wife, <laughs> so he can rend their souls from their bodies. Said this in court. He wanted to solve the legal proceedings with the divorce by having you know with a sword fight, so he can. This is a quote. This is what he said in court. Rend their souls from their bodies. Are you shitting me? The Ostroms have been embroiled in disputes over custody and visitation issues and property tax payments. An Iowa judge, Uh, it happened in Iowa, I forgot about that. Okay, closing the article. That explains everything. Carrying on. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! Yes! I love this article. Are you listening? Human urine could help make concrete on the moon. <laughs> yes, we fucked up planet Earth. We've polluted the crap out of this place almost to the point where we have to start considering <laughs> these next few generations how to escape the planet because we fucked it up and overpopulated it so much. We're now going to cover the moon and piss. <laughs> The European Space Agency said Friday that urea, the main organic compound in urine, would make the mixture for a lunar concrete more malleable before it hardens. (laughs) The European Space Agency said Friday that human urine—oh, I'm getting way too much joy out of this—could one day become a useful ingredient making concrete to build on the moon. (laughs) Mm-hmm. The agency said researchers in a recent study that <laughs> yes, we're gonna cover the moon in pee. That's great. Then we fuck up planet Earth. <laughs> Somebody sitting there. This got to be a trolling moment. And then you know it had to like this is kind of some trolling thing. And then there was a scientist on the panel that was like, "Hey, that's actually a pretty good idea." Did the science and found out that it actually does work. But it was some you know offhand comment or whatever. We should cover the moon in piss. <laughs> we should. Be- <laughs> got all this shit floating around in space earth has thousands of unnatural satellites and everything's going to hand in a hell basket so um, out of all the ways that we could build concrete on the moon we're just gonna give you know the <laughs> creation of the almighty even a bigger middle finger and start building things out of we that's awesome <laughs> five-year-old who stole parents car gets rewarded with a Lamborghini ride. Hmm. I wonder how things are so fucked up these days. If I had stolen my parents' car, I'd be sitting here and I'd probably still be in pain. Um, I would have some kind of fake, uh, uh, some kind of prosthetic limb. <laughs> if I had stolen my parents' car, I would. I would be missing a piece of my body. And this little shit gets rewarded with a Lamborghini ride. And We're wondering how kids are so fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, these kids are messed up today, man. We got to raise these kids old school, you parents. Even a lot of the parents that I know, you just you really got to start beating the shit out of kids. <laughs> you really do. <laughs> oh, he advocates child spanking and all that. Yeah, yeah, I do advocate spanking. Okay, I advocate a lot of spanking. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> oh man, I hope everything you, I hope you guys know that like almost everything that comes out of my mouth is just complete, you know, fuckery. I hope you guys know that. Darth Vader enforces coronavirus lockdown in Philippines villages. Mm-hmm. So some dude dressed like Darth Vader. <laughs> Key West cancels Hemingway look-alike contest because of COVID nineteen. Oh God. What time are we at? Okay, let's do a couple more. Oh, our good friend. Oh, he's back. Look at him. He's looking so beardy and bald and Alex Jonesy. Alex Jones says he's considering eating his neighbors if COVID-19 lockdown continues. How? If it was anybody else that said that, I would be shocked. But it's Alex Jones. <laughs> this is. Um, some people say he said a weird qu- quote today. Alex Jones just calls it Tuesday. Um, I'm ready to hang him up and gut him and skin him, the InfoWars conspiracy theorist said of his neighbors. If you're going stir-crazy from the coronavirus lockdown, conspiracy theorist Alex Jones can probably top whatever disturbing thoughts you might be having at any given time. He said on his far-right radio talk show Friday that he's willing to go full cannibal. If COVID-19 shuts down to continue, he said, he has exploited extra, uh, extrapolated this out. Sorry and may have to resort to drastic and disgusting methods of survival. I'll admit it, I will eat my neighbors, Jones said, predicting a dystopian future plagued by food shortages. So, this just in, on no disclosure, Alex Jones somewhere is being Alex Jones. (laughs) (laughs) He was the first person that I made fun of on this show, (laughs) and um, I'm calling it right now. Alex Jones is going to be one of those guys. It might be next week, might be a year from now, but that dude's going to get arrested for some heinous shit. I see it coming. Alex Jones. I don't, it it can't be a character thing. Who was it? Howard Stern. That said, um, you know, Alex Jones, he's just playing a character. It's just, you know, Don Imus used to do it. He's just, you know, playing it up. I don't think so. Have you ever seen the look in this man's eyes. Um, Like I said, what he said about his neighbors does not surprise me at all. Matter of fact, I'm amazed he hasn't been arrested for it already. Um, His beard's looking mighty fine. Hmm. Weatherman's dog crashes forecast, becomes internet quarantine hero. Okay. Who won the uh, Kentucky Derby uh, turtle race, by the way? I don't see the results on that. God, I hope Cassie doesn't find out. I put, like, all of our savings on that one turtle. He looked pretty fast to me. So, uh, <laughs> let's do one more. What time are we at? Yeah, we can do a quick one. Let's do a quickie. <laughs> um, come on, let's go. Let's go. Load, load the page, load the page. I want to do one more. Just one. Banana rotting in a desk drawer during coronavirus shutdown. Making me feel anxious, employee tweets. Oh, good Lord. French serial killer expert admits he made up this experience. Even the murder of his non-existent wife. Okay. So we have a fake expert doing fake expert-y things. Come on. Give me something juicy. Ooh, boobs. No, I don't want to read about that. Give me something juicy. Okay, I think we're out of the juicy. I saw the article again about the news anchor who was doing a report from quarantine when a naked woman who was not his wife walked into the background. Oh, I love that story. (laughs) I love it. Uh, I've got to see that footage. (laughs) I just have to. I want to see the look on this old boy's face. It's awesome. (laughs) But we're going to go. It was a pleasure speaking with you again. I really missed you guys. I will see you next week. Uh, Thank you for listening to No Disclosure. The past couple days, No Disclosure has boomed again. And I really appreciate it. Thanks for sharing it. Share the piss out of it. Be like piss on the moon, man. Just spread it around everywhere. (laughs) we're gonna make that the tagline i think from this day forth on no disclosure let no disclosure be your piss on the moon (laughs) just use it to expand everything share no disclosure with everybody just spread that moon piss all over the place (laughs) tell your aunt dennis tell your aunt bob tell your uncle barb everybody about no disclosure It's the fanciest podcast on the internet. I think we're doing a public service here, providing fanciness for everyone on the internet. This is a hard times, people. Hard times. We have 17-year-olds that look like old ladies. We have crazy conspiracy theorists wanting to eat their neighbors. Okay? We have turtles in the Kentucky Derby. These are difficult times. We need fanciness. I'm supplying that for you. Giving you my time, my effort. Uh, my 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 beautiful voice my majestic centaur looking hair that you can't really see i make my I, I doll myself up for you every every week because i'm providing fanciness the world needs more fanciness especially you know if we're wanting to pursue our goals our human goals our human dreams and really expand and grow as a race if we want to do this moon piss project we need to be motivated and we need to be fancy let No Disclosure do that for you. All right, guys, I'll catch you later. <laughs> Be fancy. I love you all. We'll see you next week. Cassie, you want to say bye to the peoples? Bye. She said something to all of you. Ow, she said bye. Anything specific for the people in Ireland? Bye. The same shit. So she loves you too, Ireland. A little bit more enthusiastically than the others. We got something against South Africa? What's the matter with you? Did you know. Fear. No disclosure, business mist, confiscated evidence, no smoking gun. Public house arrest.